When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Monday. We roll through June. We're heading towards the NBA draft. A lot of stuff going on. Obviously, football season getting even closer. We got nice round numbers for you today. Ready? Here we go. 75 days until that first big Saturday on September 2nd, and 80, even 80 days till the NFL's first night with the Chiefs. And the Lions. We got a lot to get to today. Let's go. I'm Chad Hastings. It is Chad and Zay. I'm the Chad Hastings part, and he is the Isaiah Collier part. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. Hope Father's Day was good for all the fathers out there, including yourself. Chad, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. How was your Father's Day? First and foremost, you saw father and father-in-law. How was it? It was cool. They both enjoyed it. Both That's enjoyed good. their gifts. Both of them were golf-related. So, oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Now, you didn't go. Did you go dead even? Like, did you make sure to even out the kind of gifts oh, so no, that they, if they talk to each other? No, 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 no. My wife handles my father-in-law stuff. Ah, okay. So, all yeah, right. he just wanted something golf-related. There you so, go. So did Cece, so it all worked out. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I got. Uh, I was involved in a couple meals. Didn't get any specific presents, but I'm never looking for stuff like that. I realized as I was going to bed last night, I didn't specific. I talked to my dad on Saturday, and I told him what his Father's Day present would be. I don't know that I actually said Happy Father's Day to him yesterday, so now i got to call him and apologize <laughs> today. Like, I was all out of order and out of whack. And how about this? I didn't send my mom flowers on Mother's Day because they were traveling. Oh, come on. No, no, no. I wanted her to be able to enjoy them because she's all about that. She'll, right. She sends me pictures every day of the flowers opening up and the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, they bloom. She yeah. re, she's the woman you want to get flowers for because she tell, she really gets her money's yeah. worth. My gets wife, your my, money's worth. My wife likes the process of flowers, too. So knowing that, I wanted to wait. Well, then my dumbass forgot at the end of May to send them, so I sent her flowers the day before Father's Day. Terrific. I was like, see, that's my curveball. Mom, happy Mother's Day, almost to Father's Day. So, hope everybody had a good Father's Day weekend. Uh, also, as Zay mentioned, happy Juneteenth today, federal holiday since 2021. The state of Texas is a huge part, uh, obviously, of that holiday. And shout out to the great city of Galveston, where that event uh, kind of it, where everything went down there. And I know there's a big celebration every year in, Gal- in Galveston uh, for Juneteenth. So, hope everybody is having a good, safe time down there today. Yeah, always some good barbecue to get on Juneteenth. Like, if you drive around, you might see some people just selling it on the side of the road. I'd take some. Yeah, one of these years I'm going to, because it's weird, the office folks didn't really take off today. If the office folks take off, then I'll ask about, hey, can we have the shows off? Right. They didn't take off today. At some point, if I could talk them into that, I might just drive to Galveston. 
find oh, out. Oh man, it'll be popping. Over let's there. just find out what's going on. Yeah. I've been to Galveston. I have a good time every time I go. But I got a feeling like if I went today. It'd be a specific good time. Oh, for sure. That'd be for good sure. stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to get on you too much for not allowing me, Hard, Rod, and Bucky to be off today. But that's cool. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, again, I'm working on both of those days around the 4th. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get us the Monday and Tuesday around the 4th. I appreciate it. Cross your fingers. Cross your fingers on that one. Uh, but shout out to all of our uh, all of our folks today. Hope you're having a good one on a Monday. And uh, there's a lot going on. We will get to some NBA as we lead up to the draft. A big trade that apparently is going to go down. We will talk some football. We're going to hit our mountain of the day coming up in our 1230 segment. And we're talking Georgia today for that one. A future opponent of the Longhorns in 2024. They're going to be coming in. And we figure since they're the defending champs, might want to talk about uh, Georgia a little bit. Good recruiting news for Texas as well. Uh, Zay, let's start on the bad note, and we'll just get past it. But what a horrible weekend if you are a West Virginia fan Mm. as one of your names, one of your icons, one of your guys is essentially either forced to retire or realizes it's time or whatever. Scary stuff with Bob Huggins. He's out at West Virginia, a DWI, DUI, whichever it is technically, but Zay, this one was well past any sort of joke level or borderline level. This was three times the legal limit couldn't tell the cops where he was, car full of empty bottles and cans and stuff, and I think everybody's had the same thoughts since they read the story. Just glad nobody was hurt. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this kind of goes back to his first mess up where he dropped a homophobic slur, which multiple times, and I thought he should have been canned for that. We talked about it. I said, mm-hmm. West Virginia, at this point of his career, it's only going to go more downhill from here. And I didn't think it would be something like this, yeah, but you don't come back from that. And there's a, it's just weird. Like, again, he said those things, but now it makes a lot more sense why he said those things. And to be. I remember some of our listeners saying, guys, he sounds hammered. Oh, yeah. 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 He sounds absolutely plastered. And yeah, like you said, just thank goodness nobody was injured. And yeah, to not know where he was. And it's just very sad because he's a legend. Like, third most wins ever in college basketball history, men's college basketball, behind Coach K and Bayheim, And he's never had that ring, but a lot of people look at him as one of the GOATs. And this is very sad for that community of West Virginia. Again, it could have been avoided. Once you saw him drop the homophobic slurs, you should have known that, yo, it's time for this guy to go. Like, I don't know what's going on, but... There's more than basketball. If he's going to be teaching athletes slash students, then those things are unacceptable. And now it really just hit the fans. So, yeah, West Virginia finally did the right thing, and it's unfortunate and very sad. Yeah, there was just, again, I'm glad nobody was hurt. For him to be that far if, out of whack, if you missed the story, like they asked him 10 different times where he was. He couldn't clearly tell them. He couldn't understand what they were asking him at times. At one point, he said he was in Columbus, and he got pulled over in Pittsburgh. He got pulled over 185 miles from Columbus. He got pulled over 20 or 30 miles away from a Burger King where he had eaten. He showed them that receipt. It was for seven hours before, and he couldn't explain to them what he'd been doing for those seven hours. So all of that, and the blood alcohol was like .21. Jeez. It was like over three times, or right around three times the uh, the legal limit there. 
Um, thankfully, he did not hurt or kill anyone. And whether it was Bob's decision, West Virginia's decision, or both, it, it needed to be done, obviously. And they, like you said, Zay, that, that thing in the morning when he calls the state. And Bob's one of those guys that his normal voice is like low and mumbly and gravelly and you know, so right. you could make the argument that his completely sober voice sometimes sounds a little hammered, and maybe that's what people were thinking on that that morning deal. But obviously, there was something really serious going on here. And I'll add something else on top of it: his job requires so much travel. Yes, when you have a job like that, uh, and Zay, this is not the first coach we've ever heard about that's a drinker. There's a lot of those stories over the years. A lot of guys that have had to been you know poured into hotel rooms over the years and maybe you need to be driven somewhere but long before this Bob Huggins should have figured out that hey maybe I need to get a driver to take me everywhere but just I mean you can't have him even if you got a driver to take him everywhere he can't be that hammered going to every recruiting visit like there's just issues there hopefully he can get them figured out and hopefully Bob Huggins you know I mean let's just go to the basics hopefully he's not dead in five years right like hopefully this isn't something really horrific and to where he's you know just a hopeless alcoholic and he's just going to drink himself to death. Hopefully that's not the case. We talk mental health a lot about these athletes, which we should, but we haven't really talked about mental health coming from coaches and how stressful being a coach has to be, especially a college coach. And, yeah, this is your dream and this is what you love, but, yeah, you don't get many breaks. You're gone probably 360 out of 365 days out of the year, you're locked in on your program from a recruiting standpoint to the X's and O's to the team that you have already. So it could get dark, and you're not seeing your family very much. You might have a lot of kids, and you're watching them grow, but not really because, Mm -hmm. again, in order for you to do a good job, you can't be at home that much. you got to be low-key sleeping at the facilities and things like that. So it could get really dark for some guys, and a lot of them will result in drinking. Ask Steve Sarkeesian or Billy Clyde. Now, somebody like Bob Huggins, like, if you don't handle it the right way and you don't have positive people around you or just people that can help you through things, whether it's therapy or, again, just people in your corner from your assistant coaches to, you know, the people at your household, family, etc. If you don't have that, then, again, you're... You're already a yes-man guy. Anything that you say, you being a head coach, people are going to say yes to. So it's hard, you know, like all that authority and all that pressure, especially depending on the program that you're at, it could get to some guys. And I think, you know, he's been coaching for so long, and it just – he hasn't stopped. He He hasn't taken a break. It's just been being a head coach. That's all he knows. And, again, this is very sad, and it's a really bad way to go out for somebody who just got in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it's got to be tough, too. Anybody you're – I mean, think about it. Whatever your job is, the person that is your boss or writes or signs your checks or both, if you knew they had some a serious drinking problem, could you walk up to them and tell them that? Right. Could you actually broach that topic? Could his assistants – Could a, I mean, if I'm a trainer, if I'm a manager – and you, I mean, somebody just texted earlier, like, "Hey, there are people, there are people in that town that know that his." He says, "There are plenty of folks in Morgantown who would say he's usually hammered, and his mumbly voice may not be natural. It's a sad situation. That all may be true, but who is it that could step to him and ask him about it?" When we watched that 2001 Philadelphia special with Allen Iverson, Larry Brown, 
I had no idea he took a leave of absence for a little bit. Like a mental health break. Remember he was talking about that? Right. Coach, and they that were Larry just, did. Larry Brown, yeah. yeah. I they were like, coach just took, they were like, we'll support coach with whatever he does. He just needed a break. Right. And it's like, man, you're dealing with Allen Iverson. Like, your team's picked to maybe go to the finals and stuff this year. Like, you've been coaching for a hell of a long time. Like, you won a national championship in 88. Like, it could get to guys. Like, if you don't get no break and if you don't stop, like, it could get really dark. And, yeah, I those people in West Virginia, what they going to tell Bob Huggins? He is West Virginia. Right. No, that's the thing. He's their guy. And I mean, they know for all that drinking stuff. They probably, like – Oh, he's one of us. Like that's it's, it's relatable right. that he drinks and up there. Yeah, they'll say no. I mean, everybody, you know, he can have a drink. He can take care of himself. He knows how to control it. And then you get something like this. It's like wow. Uh, somebody texted he'll be coaching in the SEC next week. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case or not. We'll have to keep our eyes posted on that one. Um, yeah, Chris Bennett uh, is asking was Huggins on a bender? I mean, there was something going on. You know, obviously uh, it did feel it, it felt. I don't know. We were just talking about the travel in the trip. Does he normally travel with that much alcohol is one thing, but then again, empty cans and bottles all over the car, and he just couldn't tell him where he was. So it was it was something going on. Hopefully he can take care of himself. Uh, but Bob Huggins done at West Virginia. That was a big basketball story over the weekend. Then the big basketball story from yesterday and today ends up being the Suns taking a look. We've talked about, as the season ended for Phoenix, in the playoffs, what were they going to do about Chris Paul? Zay, you were talking about this right away. What should they do with CP3? Do they move on from CP3? It looks like that's what they're trying to do. They are working on a deal to get CP3 out and Bradley Beal in. What are your thoughts on this one? And keeping DeAndre Ayton, apparently, in this process. What do you think? Yeah, it's also Landry Shaman, a couple of other future picks that – Phoenix is throwing over to Washington, but it's fun. This is what the NBA free agency offseason is all about. And if you're looking at the Phoenix Suns already with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, and you see the NBA champions, Denver Nuggets, that's who you're looking to beat. And I don't know if they'll still be able to stop the Nuggets with these guys, but they'll definitely be able to score with them. And... Bradley Beal is an absolute star. Like, him and Book have basically the same game, same measurements, around 6'5", just elite scores, can really shoot. And, you know, Bradley Beal, even though there's a lot of money being thrown over there, like, they're going to have to give up a lot. Like, hell, I might, they might hit me up and say, yo, Zay, we just need guys that we could pay at least four figures. Can you give us at least five minutes a game? I say, probably can't, but appreciate the call, Phoenix. Like, that's where they're 6,000 five minutes? Can you do it? <laughs> just hacking. Just hacking. <laughs> And sitting in the corner, don't expect me to play no D. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at Kevin Durant, he's played with some serious big threes from Russell Westbrook and James Harden to Steph and Clay to Kyrie and James Harden. Now he's playing with Buck and Bradley Beal. And now just looking at a basketball standpoint, who are you going to be able, if you're a coach, Frank Vogel, their new coach there because they just got rid of Monty Williams who's over in Detroit, if you're Vogel, are you going to have a conversation with Devin Booker and say, hey, man, I'm going to need you to be more of a point guard this year? Because Cameron Payne's cool and all, but Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, you need more of a wing. Both of those guys are two guards. And, yes, they are bigger and can hold their own in situations. But, again, look at Denver's lineup. 
like Aaron Gordon, 6'10", Michael Porter Jr., 6'10". Both of those guys are huge. Like, I'm, I don't want Devin Booker or uh, 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 Bradley Beal on either one of those guys. They'll get in foul trouble and be post up and get worn down all game. Now, when it's the shoes on the other foot, and they got the ball offensively, How it's really hard to stop mm-hmm. Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, especially when you have Kevin Durant, the seven-footer, probably playing power forward this year. So is Frank Vogel going to go to Devin Booker and be like, yo, man, I'm going to need you to be more of a point guard this year. You're still going to be aggressive. You're, you're just going to have the ball in your hands a lot, and you're going to have a lot more playmaking responsibilities. Same with Bradley Beal. Like when I put Devin Booker out the game, I expect Bradley Beal to take over that point guard position i was gonna say by by making this move does he essentially kind of have part-time point guards now yes okay and both of those guys they're capable they've just never done it for a full season but their scores like why would they so now (laughs) somebody's gonna have to distribute the rock Mm -hmm. like cameron Payne, he he ain't it like that's it's all cute and games and stuff but he ain't it i'd definitely rather say tell book to be working on his point guard skills all year long same with bradley beal and see what happens but who like keeping deandre ayton that's big time that is huge for them even though he got absolutely demolished and exposed by the finals mvp nikola Jokic. This will help because they'll be able to score with those guys. Mm-hmm. They weren't able to keep up. Like only the games they won in the uh, in the playoffs, Phoenix versus Denver, were the games that Book and KD had to go for forty. Right. They couldn't do that for four straight games. So now adding the Bradley Beal, it's going to help those guys. You know, be able to score still, and also have another guy that could go get his own buckets and Beal, which is an absolute star himself. Does it help them at all defensively? How's, how's Beal on the defensive uh, he's, end? He's a good defender. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good defender. Again, he'll be able to focus on defense more because he's not the only guy in Washington. In Washington, you can't focus on defense that much because you got to play 82 games, and your responsibility is to get your team 30, or you're going to lose by 30. Right, when so, you're out there with KD and you're out there with Booker. Yeah, and KD, yeah. he'll be able to step his defense up and they'll be able to help DeAndre Ayton when he has those tough matchups with guys like Nikola Jokic. NBA news, uh, the Suns are working on it. I don't think it's officially done yet, and out of respect for any deal that involves Chris Paul, we're going to wait till it's official Yeah, to tell you it's official. David Stern ain't alive no more. RIP, we miss you. You did a great <laughs> job for the league, but you botched that one. I'm sorry. Anytime I hear Chris Paul's name, it makes me nervous, so we'll wait till no. I see somebody with a logo, and I, I hear Woj say it's official. Chris Paul was on Good Morning America today promoting his book. I heard about that. Terrible timing to be on that show. Terrible timing. Did they really surprise him with it? Oh, yeah. He had to have known. On the plane. No, what you mean? Somebody had to have told him ahead of time. Nope, on the plane. You find out like everybody else. Mm. I mean, look, Chris Paul, you got to understand you're on your last leg, literally. That's Like you don't got much left. And he was professional with Michael Strahan and crew, but – he was also a little salty just because Chris Paul's a mm-hmm. crazy competitor. He probably thinks if he were healthy, they would have beat the Nuggets, which, hell no. He but he's competitive. That's why he's Chris Paul. That's why he's going to the Hall of Fame at six foot. But now, which the Wizards are probably going to waive him, 
it's all about the next the next step. Where are you going to go next? Can you be a backup on the team? I've been hearing Lakers. I've been hearing Clippers. You know, I, I still think Milwaukee will be a great fit for Chris Paul because they have a couple more years left of what they're trying to do, make another run. But, yeah, man, NBA, free agency, offseason, draft on Thursday. This is all where- – this is what it's about, and it's already started. Yeah, a lot going on. This is a league that's known for its drama and known for its soap opera, and the offseason always provides it. We got a little bit more of that coming up as Draymond Green apparently has made a decision that will affect his future a little bit. We'll get into that. Texas football with some good recruiting news over the weekend, and our mountain of the day is Georgia. When you're talking about the Mount Rushmore of Georgia football, again, we're keeping coaches out of it, so Coach Dooley gets all his love, but we don't, we won't give him a slot here. You got to go Herschel what do you do after that we will talk about Chad and Zay all right getting started on a Monday Duran Duran I can see the video of this one there's no Duran Duran song that I don't see the video. They had videos all over the place. You into Duran Duran at all, say? Um, yeah, I know they're good. They are very good. It's a good live show. I'm glad I finally saw them. Uh, I dug them back in the 80s, loved the videos, and they were really good live. I think they're back on, I know they're back on tour. I can't remember if they've been through yet or not, but I think they're going back out to Coda, and they're bringing Nile Rodgers and Sheik back with them to open. That's the show I saw. It's a good show. Huh. Really good show. <clears throat> good show if you're into Duran Duran. I even saw, it's weird you played this song. I saw the movie. My father-in-law watches some of the weirdest television. He was watching, he loves old movies. He was watching Barbarella with Jane, uh, Jane Fonda. In that movie, there's some character named Duran Duran. That's where they got the name. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I actually saw, I'd never seen any of the movie. It's a spacey, spacey, everybody's on drugs kind of movie. But yeah, so that uh, that was this weekend as well. We hope you had a good Father's Day weekend hanging out with dad or father-in-law or maybe just getting away from everybody. I mowed the lawn, felt very fatherly oh, doing wow. that yesterday. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude, I mowed in like a hundred and four. Jeez. My wife was like, do you want to wait till? I'm like, what? Till it's down to a hundred? Does it really matter? Yeah, so, what time was this? Uh, I, I started mowing at like, I don't know, 5.30? Damn. She's like, don't you want to wait till like, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. If I'm going to sweat, let's sweat. Let's do it. Yeah, it's summertime. It's wake up the neighbors, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. mode. Oh, you're going that early? Oh, hell okay. yeah. Yeah. See, we were out of town, so I couldn't get up early yesterday and do it. So once we got home, I thought, you know what? I don't want to have to mess with it during the week. I'll do it now, and we'll shed a pound or two. We're good. There you go. Knock I, it out. Hydrate a little bit. <laughs> now, I, I try to use this Texas heat to my advantage. I'll just go for like random walks when it's 100 degrees, just to sweat a little bit. Sweat. It's just sweat based on what I've been eating and drinking. Did a little bit of that over the weekend, too. Yeah, how's the food? You said you ate good. What was the food like? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was the in-laws. So it was, it, was, it was good basic stuff. There's a place in the Sugarland area called Kelly's. They're all about home cooking. Okay. Big old, big old portions of everything. Like chicken fried steaks, stuff like that. The chicken fried. They do great breakfast. I did, what the heck did I have? Oh, I did like a chicken and dressing. 
Ooh. Like a roast chicken and dressing. Right. Oh, that was tasty. Okay. Brought some of that home with me, too, because the portions are so massive. So we did that. Also hit a Mexican food place they like in the evening called Gringo's. So shout out to Gringo's as well. So we kept it pretty basic, but the food was very, very good for Father's Day. Hope you had a good one. We were just talking about this NBA story with Chris Paul possibly being moved to maybe it's Washington. The other thing to keep in mind, we didn't say this could turn into a three-team deal. Zay, the reason they're saying this isn't done yet is they're talking to try to find Chris Paul a home because ultimately he's not going to want to end up in Washington. Nope. So they're trying to find who's that other team or does he just get out of it? Can he can Washington you know buy him out and then get him somewhere else? So we're kind of looking for that. Also, our man CB throws in the question, should Phoenix just pursue Draymond Green? He may be a free agent. Wow. He did opt out. But there's thought that maybe he opted out so he could reorganize things with the Warriors. So he apparently did opt out today. $27.6 million is what he would have gotten. Uh, so, Zay, do you think this is just him restructuring with the Warriors? Or do you think Draymond might actually want to you know, do the whining and dining and maybe go somewhere? I, a part of him wants to do the whining and dining, but I think he wants to stay in Golden State. Like, he's been talking on this podcast right when their season ended. He thinks they could get right back to a championship team, which, again, they had a lot of distractions this year, a lot because of him knocking out Jordan Poole. It started there. Like, going back to that, Chad, this fool punched Jordan Poole after they won a championship. You're supposed to be punching people when you don't make the playoffs Mm -hmm. because you're upset by other people's performance. Jordan Poole had the season of his life and you're punching him in the face, yeah, he might be a little cocky. Take him out to eat. Talk to him. You punched him in his face, and then that just caused a trickle-down effect to how dysfunctional the rest of their season was from Andrew Wiggins just leaving for like a month because he had family reasons and just et cetera, et cetera. You got Steph probably worrying about his wife being with other men and stuff. Just a lot of distractions. <laughs> a lot of distractions. Yeah. So Draymond's probably thinking if we don't have those distractions, then we beat the Lakers, we go on, beat the Nuggets, and we win another championship. I think he's just going to restructure his contract to see – what he could do to help the Warriors, who else needs money on the team, who they should look at for maybe free agency. I don't know, but I can't see Draymond playing with anyone else. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. It feels like he's going to stay put. By the way, the same Chris Bennett, who's in Washington State now, says 55 was the high up here yesterday. How oh, dare you, CB? Glorious. There's no need to be mentioning that to us folks dealing with 100 and something. By the way, take care of your old folks, young folks, pets, and everything. Next three days, it's like 105, 107. Make sure everybody's cool and inside and fans, air conditioners, all that stuff. It is going to be brutal these first three days of the week. Mm, I need some water. God. All right. Uh, let's get into a little football talk. Good news for you. If you are a Longhorn football fan, a couple of guys get added to the 24 recruiting class. A couple of commitments. The first is a receiver. Um, I guess we'll go in order. I think the defensive back went first. I think it was Santana Wilson first. Great name. Four-star out of Arizona. He knows about the heat. Um, and he's listed here at six foot one eighty. Four-star guy there. Uh, then Freddie Dubose Jr., the receiver out of Smithson Valley, picks Texas. He had an ACL in his junior year, so he hasn't played since his sophomore year, but he is now committed to Texas. There were names on the list like Tennessee, UTSA, Baylor, A&M, Tech, TCU, and others. He is also listed, Zay, as a four-star guy. So there are now five guys in the 2024 
class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Santana Wilson is the son of Adrian Wilson, longtime safety in the NFL, the player of Arizona. Oh, is that right? Years. Yes, sir. So he got good genes, man. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Adrian Wilson was a big safety, man. Six yeah. foot three. He used to lay the wood. He was really good. You okay. definitely have to be good to play that long at that position in the National Football League. And yeah, Du Bois was the 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 boys, Freddie the, Dubose, Dubose Jr. Excuse yep. me, yeah, yeah. You talked about him having the ACL injury, but then him coming back. I heard he came back a lot faster. Than That's what they thought. say. Yeah. yeah, so definitely has Blazers. If you don't, Steve Sarkeesian ain't gonna recruit you. So yeah, from the video I watched, good speed, and then also just some uh, you know good good in traffic. Like that's a big thing I I would look for right now if I'm a coach looking for a receiver. Somebody's got to be able to do it in traffic because you're going to face that traffic in the pros and you know college right. and the pros if you're you're headed that way. But you know, can you go up and get it? Can you go up and fight a guy off for the football and then separate? He seems to be that kind of guy, too. I'll go up the ladder, even if someone else is on the ladder, but then once we come down, if you don't have a hand on me, I'm gone. Yeah, you got to have those dogs at that position, man. You've got to be aggressive. That ball's in the air. you got to say, yo, I don't give a damn who you are as a corner. I'm getting this one. And we didn't see that as much as we should have last season. A lot of that was due to Xavier Wordy having a broken freaking hand. <laughs> and let's just trying to throw him into those tight windows and those tight spots where there was a lot of congestion. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to this wide receiver room, which is very deep, doing a lot of that and a lot of guys being open this season. And with Chris Jackson in the wide receiver room that you see, that's going to be very appealing to these recruits that that are wide receivers coming in to see that, oh, yeah, Sark's been around a lot of guys coming from his Alabama, even his Southern Cal days, et cetera. I could be that. He's putting guys in the NFL. I could be that too. And that's what you want as a high school player going into your college career. Yeah, this one's big for Chris Jackson, his first official wide receiver commit. Since he got the job. Bet. So that's a big one. Yeah, I uh, saw Jonte Cook. He put something on Twitter, like basically saluting the process. Okay. My man out of uh, Smithson Valley. Smithson Valley. That's it. Uh, 75 days away from the first Longhorn game of this season. Uh, and it may be a little while before the name uh, Freddie Dubose Jr. Uh, has an impact at Texas because of that in- coming off that ACL. And again, uh, you know, the last season he played was his sophomore year, but he is in the 24 class, so we'll see if it's 24, maybe it's 25, maybe it's that second year in the SEC where Dubose makes an impact. Speaking of the SEC, uh, our mountain of the day today is those Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, to get you fired up for football season, 80 days till the first NFL game, 75 till that first Texas game, as I mentioned. We're going to go through some Mount Rushmore talk each day, different teams, pro and college. We thought we'd start with the defending two-time defending champs at the college level. Zay, some of our listeners are saying they don't think Georgia has a whole lot of great players through the years. <laughs> I, might, I might disagree with that one. First and foremost, are you willing to waive your I didn't see him with my naked eyes rule for Herschel Walker? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Even though he be wildin' as a politician, I am definitely putting him in there. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure. I'm making sure. Yo, the dude had over... 1,800 yards in his second year, 81, and was second in the Heisman. Who won it that year? Uh, I'd have to go double-check. 80 was George Rogers. Uh, he won it in 82. He won it in 82. But I'll, he I'll had more yards in the season <laughs> that he lost. 
More yards and more touchdowns. He had 20 touchdowns in 81 and 17 in 82, the year that he won it. My guess is going to be, is that Johnny Rogers' year? 81. I'm almost there. Almost there. 81 is, oh, Marcus Allen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, I guess. Yeah, George Rogers, 80. Marcus Allen, 81. Herschel, 82. You could make an argument for him there. Yeah, the numbers are dumb. 1,600 as a freshman. You mentioned almost 1,900 the next year as a sophomore, and then 1,752 as a junior. Herschel was absolutely unreal. So you got Herschel on there. Who else did you throw in? Okay, so it's going to get a little biased because now it's going to go to naked eye slash dudes that I've always loved in their professional career because – Kind of what the people are saying. They got great players, but all of them real old heads, except for, you know, recently with the teams that just won it. But I don't feel right putting anybody on there except, Chad? Yes? Stetson Bennett. Oh, come on. Stetson Bennett. You're going Mount Rushmore on Bennett? What? Who who else has two rings from Georgia as a QB? He does have back-to-back jewelry. I looked at Stafford. Looked at the Dallas native. It looked good. Uh-huh. Former number one pick. Stats are there. Can't do it. Can't. Couldn't beat Tebow. Stats couldn't win the big games. Out, outside of the rings themselves, does Bennett have numbers that 20 years from now will be all right? Or will he just be the quarterback of a championship yo, team? I, yo, last year, Stetson was slinging that thing. Come on, 4,000 yards through the air. Okay. 27 touchdowns. Year before, 29 touchdowns. Okay. Over 28, All right. 100 yards in the air. Okay. I mean, come on. He did his thing. That's fair. That's fair. Now, I decided to go with my rule that I used on Texas and Texas A&M. I just went with the Heisman winners and then figured out the rest. Oh, come on. Their other Heisman winner, just to give the old guy some love, is Frank Sinkwich. What year was this? 1942. Oh, man. All right, Zay, hang with on. leather helmets? In a bowl game when they won the Orange Bowl, he had 139 yards rushing, 9-13 to passing for 243 and three touchdowns. Game three of a season, he broke his jaw. They invented a face mask when they didn't even have face masks. He finishes out the year. He played on all, with all kinds of injuries. He ended up one year with 30 rushing and 30 passing touchdowns. I got to give Sinkwich a little love, too. Come on now. How injured is everybody else? If this dude's playing with a broken jaw, then how injured is my middle linebacker? Okay. Playing with a broken arm. Okay, look, everybody dislocated on, legs. Everyone on Georgia Tech's team was in traction, but that's not a, that's not the issue here. I'm just telling you how good Frank was. So I went with Herschel, I went with Frank, and then I went defensive on my last two. I went David Pollock, Champ Bailey. Yo, man, that's what I did. Last two, Champ Bailey might be my favorite defensive player ever. Mm-hmm. Ever, yeah, like. We're going back. If you went to Bailey Middle School with me 2003 through 2005, anything I did on the football field, 7th, 8th grade year, offensively or defensively, just like how people yell, Kobe, I yell Champ Bailey. Really? Oh, yeah. Because for one, he was already like on his way to the Hall of Fame as a pro pro corner. He screamed for the Bron- Champ. Yeah, he just got put on with the Broncos. Like he Champ was my dude, just lockdown corner. And I knew I had none of those skills, like zero cornerback skills, no quickness, 
no, no good hips, all of those things I didn't have. So I looked up to guys like Champ Bailey mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, man, did it all. He was I, I think he's underrated. I think when people talk about corners, like, you know, you throw Dion out there, obviously, and maybe a couple other guys, I don't think Champ gets talked about enough. Like, all pros, pro bowls, like, I'm still pissed that he didn't score that touchdown and when he played against New England when he almost had that pick six and it was a touchback. You remember that? Playoffs. Um, Playoffs against New England in Denver. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yep, 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 yeah. Yep. Champ scores that. Uh-huh. Hey, maybe he'll win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but that's true. That's a different story for a different day. Yeah, Champ Bailey, easily my favorite player on this list. My last one, Shad. Yes. Kind of the same, just a dog, definitely in the pros, had over 3,000 all-purpose yards during his time at Georgia, Heinz Ward. Heinz, yeah. Heinz Ward. Heinz is a great one, especially if you're looking for that all-purpose do everything kind of guy. Hines was incredible. Hines and Champ are right there to me because they both did everything. Champ was that good at DB, played some receiver, and was a return guy, and was really good at all of it. Like, yeah, he did everything for them. Hines Warren might not be the best XFL coach. That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. But when he played, yo, your head better be on the swivel. Hines Ward, when it comes to blocking, not many were better at wide receiver than Hines Ward. Uh, Our man uh, CB says, yeah, put Stetson Bennett on that Mount Rushmore. He also says David Green might need to go on there. Winning his quarterback in college football before Colt took the record from him. Mm. David Green. That's true. He was a badass. And I would tell everybody that hates David Pollock on television, go look at that dude's stats at Georgia. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. Unanimous. First team, consensus All-American, three straight years. And one year, I swear he won six different awards. He won awards I don't even think they're for, that are for defensive players. Wow. It's not that good. But he, he yeah. just everything. Every Lombardi, Butkus, Nagurski, all of it in one year. Man, he was a beast. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew A.J. Green wouldn't make my list, but he might be – Six or seven for me. Somebody brought a- yeah. Somebody brought AJ Green up. You brought Matt Stafford up. Somebody said they might throw him in there too. Uh, so let us know what you think. There are some. There are some. There's a list there. It's Georgia. It is Georgia football after all. Let us know who you'd put on the Georgia Mount Rushmore. Coming up at 105, Joe Cook of Inside Texas talking about the recruiting news of the weekend. Plus, getting ready for football season, of course. And we might get Joe's thoughts on the College World Series as they roll on. Up next, though, in the crap bag, a different kind of Father's Day story. Sometimes it doesn't fit the script. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. Hmm. This voice sounds familiar. And I think you might have played it before. The Christopher Cross. There we go. Yeah, there it is. Christopher Cross to all you Yacht Rock fans. Did you just go to? Don't say the metal. Don't say the metal fan doesn't know his Yacht Rock every once in a while. To figure this out, did you just go to? Who sounds the most like a woman but is not? Christopher Cross. There we go. I think that's the mistake I probably made the first time you played it. That I thought it was a woman, but it's actually a guy. Uh, yeah, crazy stuff. 
All right. I uh, hope you're having a good Monday. Chad and Zay with you on this Monday. Lots of uh, lots of summer going on. It feels like summer this week. It technically becomes summer this week. And around these parts, you are going to hear a lot of different vacations crossing up. Jeff Howe's on vacation now. Craig Way's going to have a vacation. Next week is why. Next week, all four shows will have somebody taking some vacation. So we're going to have an interesting week next week. Zay is going uh, for a week of vacation next week in terms of this show, and uh, I'm very excited for you because this is like this isn't just a vacation, right? This is y'all's honeymoon. Oh yeah, it's a honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, it's almost been two years since we got hitched from the courthouse. So if I try to call you next Wednesday, is it just gonna is the phone gonna be disconnected? No, or what? What will happen? I'll still be on the grid, just okay. barely. Oh, I'm not gonna call you. No. I, mean, I appreciate. I probably wouldn't answer. No, no. I try to. Yeah. Le- I try to let people have vacations, man. I try to learn from people through the years. My favorite program director of all time said, "Hey, disconnect. Don't listen to anything. Don't listen to a show. Don't listen to a segment. Don't do. Get away from it completely." Yeah. And he was absolutely right. I do my best to completely just get away from it. Uh, you know, if you can. And uh, it's going to be good. So I'm, I know you and your wife are going to have a great time. Hopefully everybody's having good vacations out there. If you're trying to get out of Texas right now because it's 105, I totally understand. Please be careful in your travels. Uh, we've hit some of the big stories of the day. Bob Huggins out at West Virginia after that crazy story. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. And hopefully Bob can get some help. Uh, NBA, Suns working on the deal to get Bradley Beal, Draymond Green opting out, and we're talking some football. Texas got a couple good recruits over the weekend in the 24 class, a couple of commits uh, in the 24 class, and we're talking Georgia, Mount Rushmore. Herschel's got to be there. Who else? We've had everybody from David Green to Champ to Heinz Ward get mentioned today. And yes, I threw in Frank Drinkwitz, the other Heisman Trophy winner, Sinkwitz. I got his name wrong. I had to double check. Mm. Frank Sinkwitz from uh, 1942. I love those stories about the guys in the 40s that are like playing with broken jaws and stuff. It's fantastic. Uh, We've been hitting that as well. Joe Cook coming up at 105. Right now, though, let's tell you about a different kind of Father's Day story in the crap bag. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Shout out to Tom and uh, his lovely daughter who've been on the station uh, before and hope they had a great Father's Day over the weekend. So Father's Day, usually we get some really cool stories, right? Could be a U.S. Open winner, and he hugs his dad on the green. It could be baseball, you know, and they got all the blue stuff and the blue bats, and they're paying tribute to And dad's in the stands, and he's rooting, the, you know, rooting Junior on and all that. But this weekend, there was one that kind of had a little curveball to it. So the Braves had a dude that has been a career journeyman type. He's 34 years old. His name is Charlie Culberson. And Charlie had not played much, if at all, this year. I'm not sure if he even had stats this year. But they thought it'd be really cool if they let Charlie's dad throw out the first pitch. So they set it all up for Father's Day yesterday. Charlie's dad's going to throw out the first pitch. Did you hear Charlie's dad's throwing out the first pitch? Oh, my God, it's going to be so great. And Charlie will catch it, and it'll be a moment, and we'll have a photo op. Only problem is, sometime before that, I guess it was Saturday or whatever, um... The Braves had to designate Charlie for assignment to bring in a catcher to fill a roster spot. <laughs> uh 
uh-oh. So they got to moving quick and decided, okay, wait, do we have another dad we could get to the to the you know the ballpark? Whose pops is here? And they did. And how about this? They get the father of Michael Harris the second, so they get Michael Harris the first to come throw out the first pitch. Then Michael Harris the second goes five for five, and the Braves win fourteen six. Wow, great story! So that works, yeah. right? That <clears throat> that part worked out. Hopefully, Charlie Culberson and his dad still had a good Father's Day. I don't, I did not hear the back end of that story, but kind of crazy there. So they yeah. de- designated for assignment. Got to make a change. Yeah, nothing like telling pops Happy Father's Day, like getting demoted. <laughs> like, come on. Damn. I don't know which one felt worse that the dad had to say, "Hey, I'm here and I'm not going to be able to do," or did the son say, "Hey, dad, they got to go to the bullpen because I got to go to the minors." <laughs> Oh, man. Like, how did they do that? Like, how do you let them know? That is that is so sad. It's tough at that age, too, going to the minors. Like, at 34, like, that just shows kind of the roller coaster journey. Oh, yeah. As a major league or just a professional baseball player. Yeah, he's a grinder. He's been in the Rangers organization. He's been in multiple organizations. The guy's just, you know, kind of a lifetime minor league dude. So, that's sad that it didn't happen because I'm sure that would have been really, really cool uh, to have Dad throw I, out the first pitch. I remember they had, like, Robinson Cano during the end of his career. He was playing triple-A ball for I don't know who he was, like mm-hmm. what club he was under, but he was playing triple-A ball. This is Robinson Cano, like perennial all-star. Yeah, I know he had his little PED stint, but even guys that good could get put down or get, like, sure. you know— Brought down. It's crazy. They want to keep playing, so they're they're going. So uh, hopefully Charlie Culberson will have a moment coming up at some point. Uh, and I'm sure his dad is very proud of him. And uh, and I'm sure you know, hopefully they had a good Father's Day yesterday. All right. Uh, also, a little day in history real quick. Today is the day Michael Jordan was drafted. That draft, 84, today. Wow. Michael Jordan taken off the board by the Bulls, and the rest is history. Yeah, Hall of Famer went number one, Hakeem Olajuwon, and then... Sam Bowie went number two. Samuel Bowie. Oh, man. Portland. They're still struggling with that pick. Right. Like, they're still, like, they don't know what to do with Damian Lillard. They're so afraid to start over, Chad. Yeah, right. Because they've mucked up so many times with, like, Greg Oden and Sam Bowie. Greg Oden. Like, you literally could have had Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. And just that one decision. Like, they don't want to even think about the Scoot Henderson thing. Like, the smart thing would, to do for Dame's sake and the Blazers' sake would be to get rid of Dame, get a lot back for him, and then start over with Scoot Henderson because it just didn't work out with Dame. Mm-hmm. You kind of, like, the time where the Marcus Aldridge was over it, he didn't know Dame was going to be that good, so he mugged y'all. Like, y'all should have been convincing LaMarcus, hey, bro, can you just stick around for maybe a couple more years because this Dame guy – he might be the best point guard in the league on the right team. And LaMarcus was like, no, I've been here for over a decade. I'm going to see what's going on in San Antonio because they got a guy in Kawhi Leonard that's going to be really good. Mm. And we saw how that worked out there. But, yeah, Portland Trailblazers, think about that front office right now and how stressed they are, which a lot of those decisions, they probably – a lot of those guys probably weren't even alive in 84. Right. But – Think about how stressed they are because of the franchise's mistakes during this week over the course of their history. Like, after Bill Walton and all that success, you just watched that documentary. Oh, man. It's been really dark. Yeah. And that cur- been- curse kind of started with him. Yeah. Once they got the title and then the injuries start to hit, it sort of started there, too. No, yeah. they struck gold with Brandon Roy. 
he ended up having injury problems. Yeah. Then they went on to Dame, and it just hasn't worked out. But, yeah, I know that front office is stressed because of those Greg Oden, Sam Bowie decisions. Because they know whoever they take, the next guy will become <laughs> a Hall of Famer. And he won't. Whoever they pick will not. That's that's their, been their luck. All right, coming up, uh, the draft is coming, by the way, on Thursday. We'll be previewing that throughout the week. Up next, Joe Cook, Inside Texas, On3.com. Longhorns get a couple of nice recruiting commits in the 24 class, and we close in on the football season, 75 days away from that. Plus, if Joe's been checking out the College World Series, we'll find out. He's also an Astros guy, so may mix in a question there. Plus, coming up, up in the flex segment um we will also talk a little bit of flex got a local product that's going to be headed to a camp uh that we won't tell you about and big uh, event this weekend going on in college station plus nick saban can't stop talking about the playoffs and college football we'll get into all that next hour stay with us it's the horn